Welcome to Headlines of the Future, brought to you by Bayer. Fascinating clues to help solve some of the most pressing global challenges from climate change to feeding a growing population to curing diseases can be found in science and innovation. I'm Kate Hayes, and I'm your host of the podcast, Headlines of the Future, brought to you by Bayer. In this podcast, we get to hear from visionary scientists, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to learn more about how the science of today may positively impact our lives in the future. Welcome to a special episode of the Headlines of the Future podcast, brought to you by Bayer. This podcast is usually dedicated to the future of science and innovation, to the pressing global challenges from climate change, feeding a growing population, or curing diseases. But today's episode, we want to dedicate to a group of people who are making a huge effort to protect food security. The farmers who are planting wheat, sunflowers, corn, and other essential crops in Ukraine, a country that is facing an enormous challenge due to the armed conflict that the whole world has been following since the end of February 2022 a country known as the breadbasket of Europe and one of the largest exporters of essential food products in the world. I'm Bev Flatt, and I'll be your host today. I'm a first-generation farmer in the United States, an advocate for feeding a hungry planet, and a regular listener of the Headlines of the Future podcast. We hope you enjoy this chapter, a tribute to the men and women who are facing war by staying in the fields to work the land and continue producing food. One such person is my friend and fellow farmer, Kays. Kays, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? My name is Kays Hausenhan. I'm a Dutch farmer farming in Ukraine. I've been farming here now for 20 years. Um, We farm on 15,000 hectares, which is around 40,000 acres. We also have 2,000 milking cows, 450,300 hectares of onions and carrots uh, with drip irrigation. And the crops we grow is wheat, winter wheat, winter barley, winter canola, uh, uh, sugar beets, sunflower, corn, and soybeans. That keeps you very busy, it sounds like. Oh, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about what it's like right now being a farmer while there is war happening in your country? Guys, no, you can, it's a war happening, you know, and... Uh, I mean, luckily, we are in an area where there's no bombs and rockets falling. Although we had a, a, a rocket launched from an airplane landing and exploding in the middle of our village. But luckily, nobody got hurt. You know, in normal times, that doesn't happen. No, there's no uh, bombs or rockets exploding here. So yeah, we, are, we can go out planting, but it's difficult to get uh, fuel, diesel fuel. Fertilizer is, is difficult. Seeds we, we, we managed to get. Um, but I just got also a text message from a colleague in Sumi that's in the northeast, and he really has difficulties uh, getting fuel. They still don't really have access to uh, to diesel fuel. They will still have uh, problems planting. So food security is a concern even when there are times of peace. And now we're having to address it while there are times of war. And there's an even bigger magnification on it. How do you think that this is going to impact food security for the world? There will be more than 10% less seaborne trade. Normally, the markets get um, panic, you know, if there's a drought in the corn belt, and there you will have, and that has an impact of like maybe 1% or 2% on the seaborne trade. And now uh, traders are estimating over 10%. So they can't imagine 
what the consequences will be for world food security. And it will be the poor countries suffering from this, like Northern Africa, the Middle East, East Africa. And for example, there was an article in The Guardian a few weeks ago. It said before the war, there were already close to one and a half million children under five years of age, malnourished. And I mean, and they got a a lot of uh, food from uh, the United Nations World Food Program, and they buy like 50% of their food from Ukraine. Mm. So yeah, this, that, that, that stuff won't arrive there. And now we're in the middle of a planting season. So now, you know, now it's, it's kind of already too late. And, you know, next chance is next year. But if, uh, if this keeps dragging on, we as farmers in Ukraine won't be able to sell our product but because the ports in the Black Sea are closed. The fertilizer won't be available. We won't have any money, so we won't be able to buy fuel. So then next year, the, the harvest of 2023 will also be gone. So then the problems worldwide will only become bigger. That's pity. <laughs> it's a soft word in this case that, uh, that people in general have kind of uh, grown loose from farming. You know, people don't really know where their food comes from. And that's, uh, yeah, in this case, it will be a huge problem. I think that's a really good point. A lot of people, when they think of food security, think the responsibility only lies with the farmers who are growing the food. But really, it's the responsibility of everyone. Our listeners are primarily people who aren't on farms. So what would you ask of those listeners when it comes to helping create a more food secure world? Yeah, I mean, for a food secure world, world you need peace, you know, and you have to have good agricultural uh, policies around the world and you have to uh, you have to respect where your food comes from. You have to be sure that your food is safe. So that's something you can demand from farmers, but you also have to respect uh, farmers. And you have to learn about farming and you don't have to know all the details, of course. But for example, my wife was giving some talks to, to the school classes, like fourth, fifth, sixth grade schools. Like, and she was asking the kids, what's happening on the fields right now? You know, and they didn't know. They say, harvesting? You know, but you do in the summer and in the fall. And uh, now it's time of planting. You know? And if you don't plant, you can't harvest. So uh, you know, that's some basic knowledge people should have about food. You have to know how vulnerable all those food supply chains are. Um, yeah, and, you, and you just need peace. But it won't really be such a huge problem in, in the Western world or in the, in the United States, although it will become much, much more expensive. But, uh, you know, the poor countries in the world, they will really suffer from this. And uh, that also has its effect on the rest of the world, of course. Thank you, Kaze. And thank you, Kate, for having us join the podcast on this important topic and during this important event in our lives. I'd like to thank you both so much for this great conversation. I feel like I learned a lot. And I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to Headlines of the Future. If you want to learn more about science and innovations that help to address some of our most pressing global challenges, you can visit bear.com, listen to our next episode, and subscribe. And if you want, share the podcast with others or leave a rating and review. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you'll tune in for the next episode. <laughs>